This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome to the Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. The show got its name from the 50s writers that inspired so many musicians and each week we'll take a look into music and artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page forward slash music that changed the world. And a podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify, along with some of our shows, including The Bad Boys and Secret Men's Business. Check out our shows, and if you like what you hear, then leave a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial, and journey with us this week as we take a look at the rise of roots, rasta, and reggae. I'm Shane Bryan, and this is The Beat Generation. Well, the original Beat Generation poet, Allen Ginsberg, and the father of reggae, Bob Marley, were very similar, iconic figures of their time, yet they seemed poles apart. Now, through their own terms and struggles, Marley and Ginsberg are both considered men who helped change the world perspective on people's rights and freedom of speech. Both have become icons of pop culture and counterculture, and although not a follower of the Beat Generation movement like the other peers of his time, the influence of the Beat Generation was still very evident through the themes in Bob Marley's music. While the persecution of African Americans was occurring, especially in the Deep South, Jamaica gave birth to the rise of the Rastafarian religion, and in turn, roots and reggae, with their themes of spirituality and religion, black pride, racial oppression, and possibly the most prominent theme, global capitalism, known as Babylon. Rastas view Babylon as being responsible for both the slave trade and the ongoing poverty facing the black Americans. But unlike their brothers and sisters in the US, they looked at the exploitation as punishment for not living up to their status as God or Char's chosen people. Now, although not directly influenced by the Beat Generation, interestingly, the themes featured mirrored those of Dylan and Baez. And like the Beat Generation poets, songs explored possible futures where we could live without the violence. One of the most famous tracks, of course, was by one of the original reggae bands, and that is Get Up, Stand Up. Bob Marley and the Wailers recorded the song after Marley was moved by poverty after touring Haiti. Now, given the theme and the fact that the song has been re-recorded and sung by many of the Beat Generation alumni, it's a perfect way to start this week's Beat Generation and the rise of roots, rasta and reggae. From 1973, Bob Marley and the Wailers with Get Up, Stand Up. You're listening to the Beat Generation. 1973. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, Stand up for your right Get up, stand up Stand up for your right Get up, stand up Don't give up the fight Preacher man, don't tell me Heaven is on the dear I know you don't know What life is really worth It's an all that Peter is I've never been told So now you see the light 
sky Take away everything And make everybody feel high But if you know what life is worth You will look for yours on earth And now will you see the light You stand up for your rights Well, the beginnings of reggae can be traced to the 50s and 60s and music called ska and rocksteady. In the early 60s, artists like The Wailers, The Melodians and Johnny Nash changed the focus to reggae. However, one of the earliest international reggae hits was by Desmond Decker. The Israelites, released in 1968, topped the UK charts and top 10 on the US Billboard charts. Although Jamaican-born Millie Small had a hit with My Boy Lollipop in 1965, Decca was actually the first Jamaican artist to have a hit in the US that was the sound of Jamaica. Reggae was officially born. Here with the Israelites from 1968, Desmond Decca on The Beat Generation. 1968 Get up in the morning slaving for bread, sir So that every mouth can't be fed Oh, me Israelite Get up in the morning slaving for bread, sir So that every mouth can't be fed Oh, She said I was yours to receive Shut them a tear up, choses ago I don't want to end up like Bonnie and Clyde After a storm, there must be a call Catch me in a farm, you sound your That every mouth can be. Oh, 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 o
darling, she said that was yours to receive. Now, although reggae was busy doing its own thing, the connection with the beat generation was never far away. Impacted by the Vietnam War, artists still looked at the atrocities as an extension of the impact of Babylon. In 1970, Jimmy Cliff recorded a song called Vietnam, which caught the ear of Bob Dylan, who described it as the best protest song he'd ever heard. Big call from someone who almost single-handedly stopped the war with his music. Here with Vietnam, Jimmy Cliff on The Beat Generation. 1970. Hey, hey, hey. Vietnam, 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 Vietnam. 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 Viet
Reggae had started to take hold of the music scene and it became a style that non-Jamaican artists started to gravitate towards. Originally a traditional pop artist, Johnny Nash ended up in Jamaica with a mission to introduce the reggae style to the rest of the world. Now at the time, Bob Marley and the Wailers were struggling and it was Johnny Nash who signed the band to his label. None of the songs that Nash recorded for the group were successful, but it was his solo song, I Can See Clearly Now, that became a massive hit. Telling us to look on the bright side of life, here is the Marley-inspired track, I Can See Clearly Now, by Johnny Nash. 1972 can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day It's gonna be Island Records president Chris Blackwell is known for a lot of incredible things. Obviously creating the Jamaican label Island Records is one thing and carving out a niche for artists like Bob Marley, The Wailers and U2 was another. But one thing that he is also known for is losing one of the greatest reggae artists ever, Peter Tosh. Originally a member of The Wailers, Tosh was the one who started the group and taught Marley how to play the guitar. It was also Tosh's influence that carved the political and spiritual message that the band was famous for. Now, after an accident that killed his girlfriend in 1973, Tosh asked Island to release a solo album, to which Blackwell refused. It was to become a massive hit for Tosh, and still one of his most famous albums to date, Legalize It. In 1987, Peter Tosh was tragically killed by a home invasion just months after being awarded a Grammy 
for the album No Nuclear War. Now, the song that made Tosh a household name was a duet with new label mate Mick Jagger, a remake of the Temptations classic Don't Look Back. Looking at facing our problems and keeping on walking, here is Don't Look Back, Peter Tosh and Mick Jagger. 1978.
Well, with the rise of popularity in reggae, it's no surprise that the classic Rastafarian track, Rivers of Babylon, would get a makeover. This time from a very unlikely source, Boney M. Now, one of the few hits whose lyrics were direct quotes from the Bible, like Pete Seeger's Turn, Turn, Turn or U2's 40, Rivers of Babylon was derived from Psalm 137 and Psalm 19. The version by the original writers referred to King Alpha, the head of the Rastafarian religion, as well as references to Babylon, their term for world system or authority. It was subsequently banned by the government. Several variations, remixes, and of course, a major change to the lyrics, the song was finally recorded by disco super band Boney M. In 1978, it went to number one in Australia, Europe, UK, Spain, Africa, and sold over four and a half million copies, finally bringing reggae into the disco era. Here is By the Rivers of Babylon by Boney M. 1978.
Well, that was Boney M with By the Rivers of Babylon. We will be back with more after the break and we'll take a look at the reggae scene that has been developing since 2000. This is The Beat Generation. Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from The Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners... News that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions... And current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair... Then then that's that's not not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed, music, entertainment, celebrity interviews... And the only original Bad Boys news that makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have but everybody wants to hear. Bad Boys Unleashed, subscribe for free on Apple and Spotify. This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan. Thanks for joining us as we continue our look at the rise of roots, rasta and reggae. Now make sure you check out our Facebook page, Music That Changed the World, and our Instagram page, The Beat Generation Podcast. Now since the early days of reggae and the deaths of Marley in 81 and Peter Tosh in 87, reggae has progressed in leaps and bounds, especially with the legacy that these two artists left behind. Now Marley evolved into a global symbol. Author of the book Reggae and Caribbean Music, Dave Thompson, described Marley as both the most popular and the most misunderstood figure in modern culture. Now, gone from the public record is the ghetto kid who dreamed of Che Guevara and the Black Panthers, who believed in freedom and the fighting which it necessitated, and of course, dressed the part on an early album sleeve, whose heroes were James Brown and Muhammad Ali, whose god was Rastafari, and whose sacrament was marijuana. Instead, the Bob Marley portrayed today is a smiling benevolence, a shining sun, a waving palm tree, and a string of hits. Bob Marley was definitely worth far more than the image he is portrayed as today. Now, Marley was survived by his son Ziggy, who stepped away from his band The Melody Makers and into his father's shoes to tour with The Wailers. In 1986, however, The Melody Makers were back and they had a string of hits leading up to Ziggy's solo career in 2003. The 90s were dominated by The Melody Makers, who were not only upholding the Marley legacy, they were reinventing it for a brand new audience. Here with his 2006 song, Ziggy Marley and Love Is My Religion. This is The Beat Generation. 2006. Yeah. Love is my religion. Love is my religion. I'll take you to the temple tonight. All my days I've been searching... Call it. 
the most intriguing reggae artist in the world, Maris Yahoo, hit the world of music in 2004. Matthew Paul Miller is a Jewish-American reggae artist rapping about the glories of traditional Judaism over reggae beats in a dancehall style directly from Jamaica. In 2009, Maris Yahoo released One Day, a track written by the incredible Bruno Mars and his production team. 53 million views on Facebook, from his 2009 album Light, Matas Yahoo with One Day. 2009. So 
Sometimes I lay under the moon I thank God I'm breathing And I pray don't take me soon Cause I am here for a reason Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know from Byron Bay, urban roots band Blue King Brown have impacted the reggae scene, spreading their conscious music since the first release in 2006. And in particular, Natalie Rise, who has gone on to produce some incredible solo albums recording in the Mali Studios in Jamaica. Now from the 2013 offering Blue King Brown and a song that brings light to the West Papua crisis, Rise Up from the album Born Free. 2013 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
1994, Morgan Heritage hit the scene and were dubbed the Royal Family of Reggae. The children of Denroy Morgan, a New York City reggae artist and member of the band Black Eagles, started a band called Morgan Heritage and they ended up in Jamaica. Countless albums later, the band released an album which won them a Grammy and was one of their most conscious albums to date, Strictly Roots. Featuring Bobby Lee from reggae band Soja, here is Morgan Heritage with the track We Are Warriors. 2015. Cool to be conscious. Then we try everything. Everything, yeah. Just to hold you down. Just to hold you down. Down, 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 down. Soja. Rockers. We are warriors. The system can't hold us down. We are warriors. Yo, Bobby Lee, may I tell you, you know? 
1986, US artist Michael Franti began his music career with the Beatniks and then the disposable heroes of hypocrisy. It was kind of like a fusion of industrial and hip-hop. But it wasn't until 1994 that he finally settled with his biggest band, Roots Reggae outfit, Spearhead. A fan of poet William Burroughs, even working with Burroughs on a live poetry album, Franti has always been an advocate for all things that the Beat Generation stood for, and he's remained an advocate for social change. In 2015, Franti released Once A Day with the help of reggae artists Sonoreal and the Superdubs. 
Now, possibly the greatest reggae song, or at least the one with the most revivals, was the one that gained most popularity after the death of its writer, Bob Marley. Originally written in 1966 for the Wailing Wailers album, One Love borrowed heavily from Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready. It saw the light of day again in 1970 as part of a melody called All In One, then yet again in 1977 on the album Exodus. However, it wasn't until 1984 that the song was released with a video for the Legend album posthumously. The video featured cameos by Paul McCartney, Banana Rama, Neville Staple, Aswad and Musical Youth, and it reached number five on the charts. Connecting us back to the Beat Generation through the writings of Curtis Mayfield, it shows that the reach of the Beat Generation was still evident, even on the islands of Jamaica. And it's also a great song to finish this week's show with. Make sure you join us next week for a look at Songs for the Planet as the Beat Generation examines the champions of the environment. To take us out, here is Bob Marley and One Love. I'm Shane Bryan, and this has been The Beat Generation. 1977. Chances grow standing